Parshas Devarim, we start the, a new book, a new Sefer Devarim, the last of the five books of the Chamisha Chumshei Torah. And this parasha is always read the Shabbos before Tisha B'av. And here Shabbos leads into Tisha B'av. It's one of those unusual years where we have Matzah Shabbos. Sunday is Tisha B'av. So we have a different uh, preparation. It's Shabbos Kodesh, and we all and we read we read Parshas Devarim, and we call this Shabbos Chazoin. It has a special name that is, of course, referring to the special Haftorah, the third of the Haftoras of Puranusa that we've been reading from. reading all these past three weeks. From the Sefer Yirmiya. And this week, we read from the beginning of, of Sefer Yeshaya. That's why it's called Shabbos Chazoin. Chazoin Yeshayahu Ben Amotz. I remember as a child... They always used to give this haftorah to a certain gentleman who davened in our little shtibel. And he was a very interesting person. His name was Mr. Sales. Alva Shalom. He was a very old man when I knew him. And he was a, what they call a Yiddishist. He was an intelligent person, a knowledgeable person, not a rabbi, not a Talmud Chacham, but a very learned person. He gave classes to, to ladies back in the day uh, for the Amit women and for the, uh, uh, there was this place on Fairfax that w- women used to get together and they used to give, my mother used to go and uh, uh, she once took me to one of his classes on the Rambam and Shmoyne Prokim. He was a very interesting person, a very intelligent person, a very kind person. And, and he used to get always Mafter Shabbos Chazoin. And he would read it, I think he was originally from Eretz Yisrael, so he knew Hebrew very well, and he was, he was a learned person. And he had a very special way of reading. I still remember, Chazon Yeshayahu Ben Amotz, he used to read it. But it's very solemn. We read about the coming, the foretelling of the, of the Churban Beis Amigdash. And Sefer Dvarim itself has a unique position in that... The Torah describes that these are the words that Moshe spoke. Moshe spoke these words. The Torah is the word of God. And that itself is a question which the Meforshim talk about. There's a famous Vilna Goyen and a Dubna Magid that explains the, the Vilna Goyen on, on the association between the four books and the fifth book, which is called Mishnah Torah, a repetition Right, Chazora, a rep- some repetition, but we know on the other hand there's many mitzvahs, many, many mitzvahs that are in Sefer Dvarim that haven't been mentioned in the, in the other four books. So what kind of repetition is it? But these are the words of Moshe. And there's a, like Chazon means vision. There's a vision that Moshe Rabbeinu in the last weeks of his life was trying to impart to the Jewish people a vision that will carry them for all eternity. 
the Ksav Sefer, in the beginning of Parshas Devarim, says on the famous words in this week's Parsha, in the beginning, on page 940, Pasuk Hei, it says, When the Jewish people, before they're, they're, they're looking at Transjordan, they're looking over towards Eretz Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, is not going to be going into Eretz Yisrael. And there the Pasuk says, Hoyil Moshe. Which means, on the other side of the Jordan, in the land of Moab, Moshe began explaining this Torah, saying, Be'er es ha-Torah hazos. Be'er means, he started explaining. Explaining. Be'er is like a wellspring. Right? Be'er is also a well. What do you mean he started explaining the Torah? He's been explaining the Torah since Matan Torah. Forty years in the Midbar, he's been giving shiurim constantly, Torah anytime. You could, was was began by Moshe Rabbeinu. <laughs> Torah on demand, Torah anytime. Says Rashi, there's something unique that happened here. Be'eres Torah Rashi brings from the Medrashtan Chuma, B'shivim Loshan, Pirsha Lohem. He explained the Torah in 70 languages. Now is the time to start. Was the United Nations is starting here? What seventy languages? The Jewish people spoke Lashon Kodesh. Asks the Ksav Seifer, the son of the Chassam Seifer, why he? Why now? And what? What would they do with that? With that hearing in Japanese? They knew Japanese. What would the Jewish people do with that? They hear Hungarian. What? What would? The, what's the purpose of it? Says the says the Ksav Seifer, nearly shakavana bazer shloyimru that the Jewish people shouldn't have in the in the recesses of their mind shloyimru kedas haminav apikorsim that they shouldn't think or fundamentally think perhaps shloynitna hatoyra rak b'midbar that the 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 Torah was only given in the midbar uber Yisrael and in the land of Israel. The promised land. It's only in those places. But when we're in a different land, when we're spread among other nations, we don't need these mitzvahs. They don't apply. And we have to, when in Rome, act like the Romans. It doesn't follow through. The Jewish people got it in the Midbar when there was sort of nothing. There was no, no other culture. So they had the Torah culture. They come into Eretz Yisrael, the promised land. Fighter, finally we have all 613 mitzvahs come into life, come into fruition. We're able to do them actively. That's where the Torah belongs. You read in the Torah all those mitzvahs that don't apply in Eretz Yisrael, that only apply in Eretz Yisrael, so that seems to be a, that's the perfect match. How about in Chutzlars? How about it, so Moshe Rabbeinu is preparing them, knowing that Klal Yisrael is going to live, unfortunately, a long majority of their history in the exile among other nations. They have to know that in every culture, the Torah is translated into all seventy languages. It has a way of 
applying, it has a way of being relevant in all cultures because Torah and the Jewish people are one. We and the Torah are one. It's not that we are a people that keep the law of the land and that's when the Torah is applicable. Torah and the people are one. And therefore the, the, the Torah is the Jewish people and the Jewish people are the Torah. They are one and the same. That's the Be'er, that's the explanation. And the wellspring, the ongoing wellspring that Akash Baruch Hu wanted to, to give Klal Yisrael this awareness. At this time, Bedafka, when they're going into Eretz Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to give that over to them. I'm not going with you. You're going to be going to Eretz Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't, he, he could see that the Jewish people's sojourn in Eretz Yisrael is not going to be forever. But they have to know that there is there is a relevancy. That's what the Ksav Sefer says. And like we said last week, um, the other Sforum went right about the, the 42 travels, the Membez Masois in the desert. So we already made the connection with the Bar Bum. The Bum is Gematria 42. So the, in the other Hasidish Sforum, they bring from the, from the Balshem, and the Sefer Degel Machna Ephraim, which was written by a grandson of the Balshem, Balshem Toiv. Degel Machna Ephraim, who writes that um, the 42 travels are the really 42 stages of a person's life. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is like birth. That's when we, were, we, were, we, we became a people. So that's like every person goes through that, that they're born into the world. All of a sudden they're cut from the umbilical cord of their mother and they're in the world. They have to start breathing on their own. They have to look for sustenance, look for nourishment. And the end result is like the Klal Yisrael, the end result was Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim going into Eretz Yisrael. And for us, it's, it's from birth going into Olam Haboah, which is, which is uh, eternity. This is the vision. This is a little bit the vision. And Moshe Rabbeinu was the first one to place that. He was Be'er Esat He explained it to us. And he wanted us to have that in our mindset. Even if it's just theoretical, but we have to know that. And we, we can't underestimate when we have such a clarity, when we have such a vision. You know, there's a Be'er Hetev and the Shulchan Aruch and Simen Kuf Chof Beis, which is Hilchas Tefillah. So it says that, th- that that sentence that we say two times after after our Shmon Esrei, we say, Yil Yil Imre Fi, Hashem Tsuri Right? We all say that twice. We say before the the Nitzar and and then afterwards. Says the Ber Hetev, Zeha Pasuk Mesugal Lekama 
It's very, very special. It has a lot of secrets to it. Tchilasa yud v'soifa yud. One aspect of it is that it begins with the yud and it ends with the yud. Hashem tsuri v'goyali. It ends with the yud. That already shows that, that it's a special sentence because it begins with the yud and ends with the yud. V'yesh boy oisyos membeis. It has 42 letters. Who, knew, who knows this? The bear hate it. brings this in Shulchan Aruch. And secret is very great. You should say it slowly. Oh, I just slowed down Yosef Shmonesay more. This is not good. But and you have kavana and it's going to help a lot. For a person's tefillah to be niskabel, he brings from the Arizal. Brings it from the Arizal. What's what's so special about this? Because it tells us, imrefi, my mouth, my words of my mouth, libi. It's saying that we should have libi, the the logic of my heart, which means that my mouth should be moving. But my heart should be feeling at the same time, and they should be done together, <laughs> right? Very often our mouth moves, and it's not connected not to our brain, and for sure not to our heart. We say things we don't mean, and we mean things that we don't say. And this is this is the problem in our tefillah. We have to have a different reality. We have to have a vision. This is what Parshas Devarim. And Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to impart with the Jewish people, which is going to be this, the, the under, underlining um, foundation of what the Beis HaMikdash really represents to us. Tefillah and Torah are all the foundations of the, of the Beis HaMikdash. And this is something that we learned from Moshe Rabbeinu and also from Dovid HaMelech. We've brought already um, this Gemara and Makis a number of times. It's based on a Pasuk and Tillim that David HaMelech's vision from his life's experiences gave him a very deep and, and profound understanding of what, what the Jewish people are all about. And this is how he lived. The Gemara and Makis on Daf Yudam and Aleph brings a... a Pasuk in Tillim that we say in Kufchav Beis, Kapitel Kufchav, one of the one of the Shir Hamalos, one of the the, the 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 songs that were sung as they ascended to the Beis Hamikdash. Now we know David Melch never saw the Beis Hamikdash, but he sang these Shir Hamalos. He he had a vision, he had a reality of the Beis Hamikdash, and he writes there, Shir ha, Shir Hamalos Ludovid. Samachti, I am happy. I am thrilled. I'm so content. I'm so happy with when I hear people saying that I want to go to the house of Hashem. So what does that mean? Omar says you can't when you when when anytime it says that someone speaks to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, you know it's the absolute truth. Not no fanfare. No, 
it's, it's what you mean. It's it's imre fi libi. That's you can't talk to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, meaningless things or things that are not meant to the core of your heart. He said in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, remember that word, Lifnei. Rabbanu Shalom. Shamati, I hear, what did I hear? I hear Bnei Adam, I hear people, that they are saying, which is what the, he's singing about. When is this old person, David Amel, going to die? The Yavai Shloim his son Shlomo is going to come, the Yivne Beis HaPchir is going to build, the house, Beis HaBchira. Why not Beis HaMikdash? Beis HaBchira, the house of choice. The choice house. Where do we use that Lashon, Beis HaBchira? Who remembers? No? At the Seder night, the last of the Dayenus, we say that the... Say Allah has come of a kama, you know, and uh, that and and at the end is the last one is that that a kashbo is going to bring us to the base habchira, base habchira. It's an interesting choice. <laughs> it's a, a choice uh, word to for the description of the base amigdash. We call it ki base base tefillah. We call the base amigdash. We call the base amigdash. It's called many things. Here, it's, that's what the Gemara uses here. Beis habchira. V'nalo the regel v'samachti. And Dovnel says, I was happy that they called it that. Omar le Koshbohu. Koshbohu told him, Ah, ki toiv yoyim b'chatzerecho me'elef. Toiv li yoyim echot shato isik b'toyretz. I'm happier one day you learning Torah, Dovn Amelech. Which we know Dovn Amelech was a big masmid. And, you know, and, and it's because of that hasmada. When he found out, the Gemara on Shabbos says, when he found out that when he was going to die, that he was going to die on Shabbos, he didn't know which Shabbos. So on Shabbos, he was even more, didn't, incessantly didn't stop learning. And the Malachabos couldn't get him. But his time was over. We spoke about this. His time was over. 70 years. That's all he had on loan from Ottomarishan, right? And he couldn't get him. So he had to rustle the trees, the Gemara tells us, until he stopped, he went down the stairs, and he, and he, and he fell, and he died. So Akashbaru tells him, one day you learning Torah is, is better for me. I get more pleasure from Elif Olos, from the, a thousand Karbonus Olos, which means no one fully burnt to Akashbaru. She'osid Shlomo Bincha Lahakir Lufanai, Agavim Izbeach. This is what Kajbar was telling him, not to appease him, he was telling him the truth. David Amelech possessed in his living without the Beis Amigdash, just in anticipation. And he was happy to hear that people are looking forward to building the Beis Amigdash, even though they were saying, let this old man die. He was happy that people had that vision of longing and wanting the Beis Amigdash to be built. Why? Because this was this was the vision that David Amelech implanted in the Jewish people. This was his accomplishment, and Akash Baruch was was acknowledging and saying, "Yes, that's the vision. You don't need the base. The base is is a in a way a prop 
to continue and to build on that vision. But what's the vision? The vision is that people have to want that connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what it's all about. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying. Your connection to what's... The connection is to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The relationship is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Through the Torah we have, and therefore he, he explained the Torah in 70 languages, like the Ksav Sefer says, because he wanted them to know that this is always going to be relevant. <clears throat> Whether you're going to be in Israel or not going to be in Israel. This is what he wanted to impart. The Torah that I'm giving you, the Torah that I'm giving you in the desert is not just for the desert because you have nothing better to do. <laughs> there's no other, there's nothing on. There's no Wi-Fi. You can't do anything else. So might as well learn. No. The Torah and, is your connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and it's your life source. And therefore he gave him this vision of, of connection in 70 languages to show it's always going to be your, your vision. It's always going to be your point of connection, the Torah. And Dabar Melch is continuing that by saying this is what he Im, Im, implemented and taught his generation. He was happy that he heard them saying, I want this, I want to go into the house, I want to keep that connection. And that's why the, the Torah says, that's why the Torah says, back in Parshas Nosso, it says, Moshe came, when he finished, to erect Lohakim, to put up the Mishkan. So Rashi says, what's the Lashon of Kalois? Finished. It's an interesting language. There's many other words for to finish. Ligmor, lahafsik, lahashlim. There's so many different words that can be used. Why is the word kalos used here? So one 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 pshat Rashi says kalos is loshen kala. When the klal Yisrael were brought into the base of Migdash and the Shmishkan, like a kala is brought into the chuppah. Right? And that's the, that's why the, the chuppah is is like a, a veil, and has to be under the you know uh, under the sky. There are a lot of uh, similarities between the mishkan and and uh, and and a chuppah and a kala. The the, the train of a kala is also trails back in back of her like the one of the coverings in the Mishkan also hung down and trailed like a train of a kala. But says Rashi that the Tola Kosovo Moshe said that when Moshe how about all the other people, everybody had a role. Bitzalel was the he was the foreman, right? Eliov was his assistant. All of Yisrael did the work. They all donated. What do you mean, Moshe? Says Rashi, Lefisha Moser Nafshay Olav. Because he was Moser Nefesh for the building of the Mishkan. Leroy's Betavnis called Dover Vedover. Kemoisha Hareu Bahar, like they showed him on the mountain. Lahoyroy's Loisim Olacha. Just like they showed him on Har Sinai. What did they show him on Har Sinai? <clears throat> that our connection. To Hakadosh Baruch Hu is through this Torah, and he took that and he he embedded that with Mesiris Nefesh into the Mishkan. 
the Mishkan has to represent for us our connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's at the that's at the focus. That's at the the Kodesh Hakadoshim, is the Oran Hakodesh. We, we've said this many times. That is the where Tefillah is is grounded and founded. And then the Rashi Rashi can't stop and it continues the Chayin Matzinu B'David, and we find the same thing that we find by Moshe, that he was Moshe Nefesh. For the Mishkan, that's why it's mentioned on his name, like a kala with this strong connection. This is the Rashi on page 764, Perek Zion, Pasuk Aleph. Like it says in and therefore, it's called on his on his name, like we say, Mizmor Shir Chanukah Sabayis LeDavid. Even though David didn't build the base, Shlomo Melch built it. But what did David build? David Melch implanted this Samachti Ba'imrimli. I want people to what? What should they be happy about when it comes to building the Mishkan? I want them to be happy that they're going base Hashem Neilech. That I'm going to the house of Hashem. I'm connecting with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and never forget that. That's the connection. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Torah, and Klal Yisrael. Those are the, that's the, 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 the three that are one. And that never changes. And this is what, this is our entire Avodas Hashem has to be, like we say in the Brach of Asher Yotzar. But you created man with wisdom. We say it is clear and known in front of you. When we are standing in front of Akash Baruch Hu, like David Amelach said to Akash Baruch Hu, he said, He said in front of Hashem, there's only honesty, there's only the basic truth, no distractions. I know clearly in front of you, as if I'm standing in front of you, what is and what isn't, what is real and what is not real, what is the core and what is not core. And this I heard from, from Rabbi Tversky in Milwaukee. He said that in this week's Parsha, we also have a reflection on, on these travels that Kalal Yisrael did and in a hint hinted to the different places where Kalal Yisrael sinned. As Rashi points out uh, that the language in the Parsha uh, reflects on different uh, places. Is referring to the Egel, it's referring to other places in a hinted way. <clears throat> and Rabbi Tversky said that sometimes when we, even when we did tshuva and we acknowledge our mistakes, but there's always an opportunity for reevaluation. As we get older and wiser, 
we can reevaluate our position and see how relevant and see how real things are to us. It's like until a person loses a, a loved one, you know, if a person's, uh, I just finished my year of my, of my mother's uh, uh, Avelus, the concept of Trias HaMesim goes from being something of a, you know, somewhat of a, uh, a, a belief system, a belief, one of the 13 principles of faith, to a reality of, I can't wait, because you lost someone that you really want to see again. And this is how we have to view our position vis-a-vis the Churban. On one hand, the Churban and our Avelis that we have to muster up every year, we, we try to cut ourselves away from the distractions that we've been distracted all year round. And what I mean distractions, we've, we've been Shomer Torah mitzvahs. We've been going through the calendar of the year and keeping all the Yom Toivim, doing many mitzvahs as much as we can and connecting with them, enjoying a Rosh Hashanah, enjoying a Yom Kippur, enjoying a Sukkot and Pesach and Shavuos and through COVID and not COVID, we're, we're, we're doing our best trying to keep the holidays and make them festive and, and with the feelings of the holidays. But what's the core? What's the goli v'yadua lefanecha? When we're standing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the core is just that, that we, the Jewish people, are the only people on this earth that have the ability to stand and say we have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There is no one else of the billions and billions of people that, of course, take up space and they have positions and we have to deal with them and, 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 and interact with them. But our true core interaction is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu because we believe each one of us has a personal relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and because we are part of God's chosen people. That's the Golu Yiviyadul That's space Amigdash. And that, just like Moshe Rabbeinu told us, the Torah is in 70 languages, it's never irrelevant. Beis Amigdash is also never irrelevant. Never. Never. The, be- the house can be destroyed. You can take us out of Israel, but you can never dismantle the relationship that Klal Yisrael has. There will be people that will stray. Unfortunately, a majority of people from the Jewish people will stray. Rahman al-Islan. It's a small, small minority of Jews that are Shomer Torah Mitzvah. Right? It's, and it's, it's frightening, the rate of assimilation, the rate of people just not being Shomer Torah Mitzvahs, doing their own thing. But you can never, ever dismantle the, the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his people, Klal Yisrael. Never, ever, ever, never, ever. And that's what we, we keep in mind when we sit on the floor on Tishabav, 
and we sing the Megillah of Eicha. In the Eicha, in the Eicha, we see that it's not ever broken. It's never destroyed. And therefore, we, we, we have to see what's beyond the stone, the brick and mortar of the, of the Beis HaMikdash. And that's really what Hazal tell us. The Gemara and Brachas, we, we know this Gemara, we've heard it a million times. Gemara and Brachas, Davches, Miyoim Shechorav Beis HaMikdash. Interesting language. Miyoim, from the day, meaning the, the Beis HaMikdash is burning, saying Tisha B'Av. It's referring to the day of Tisha B'Av. Miyoim Shechorav Beis HaMikdash. While we're sitting on the ground mourning and, and dealing with the, the utter destruction, millions of people died on that day. We're dealing with utter destruction. It's famous, we all know it by heart. Um, so, therefore, the Gemara says that what did he do to, what would this Amoira do? Rabchia um, Bar Ami said in the name of Ula. He says, "Because I know that's true, I only davened where I learned. I davened in the koil. I davened where I learned. Why? To keep that vision, to keep that real. Because that's what that's what the Churban is all about." To keep the vision that there is no destruction of Kalal Yisrael. There's no such thing. Never will, never was, never will be. Kalal Yisrael is intact. The relationship is intact. When you go to shul on Shabbos and you see someone has his uh, uh, packed talus bag and he's giving out candies to all the kids that come in. The candy man. Every shul has a candy man, right? One thing you know for sure, that that's not the parent of the child. When you see a, 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 an adult discipline a child, you know, hopefully in a, in a kind, a nurturing way, to sit down, not to talk, not to play, not to make noises, not to run in and out, not to, all that, you know that's the parent. It's clear. So HaKadosh is our parent, and our the one who loves us more than life itself disciplines Klal Yisrael, but never ever breaks the the eternal connection. And that connection for us is the Be'eres HaTorah that the connection Moshe Rabbeinu taught us and Dovid HaMelech taught us that I want people to constantly I'm Beisal Shem Neilech I'm going to the house of Hashem. I have this connection. It's my home. It's our home. I have always, I have a, a pass, a key. It always works. Never change the locks on me. Never change the code. Right? Every shul, 613, right? <laughs> 2413, right? Every shul in the, in the world. You can always try that first. It usually works. Unless they give you a code. How many, the, how many avos were there? How many moyes? And at 6 o'clock in the morning, you have to start uh, getting a test on your general knowledge of, of Judaism. <laughs> it's daunting, especially when something's 35 degrees outside, <laughs> you're wearing gloves. Um, this, is the, this is the vision, and this is what that chazal means. Miyoyim shecharav beis 
that's the message, that's the vision that Kosh implanted and the Gemara tells us that he took it out on the bricks and mortar and not on Kalal Yisrael. Because Kalal Yisrael and Kosh are, are inseparable. Any place, any time. And this is what we mean when we have the, um, you know, there's a famous question, how did Yirmiyo Hanavi sing, how did he say the vision, the, the prophetic vision of Eicha? You need to be besimcha. Novi has to be besimcha when he gives, has prophecy. How was he besimcha? The, the, there's a sefer Yara Melach. It's a grandson of the Knight of Yehuda, I think. Um, has a sefer on the Rambam. He asks this question. It's a famous question. That's brought in many svarim. How did he how did he say Eicha? And you and when when he was talking about the Churban. So he there are many many answers. You know, basically the base answer is that Yirmiyah Novi understood. That yes, Akashbo is going to destroy the base of English and many millions of people are going to have to die. But it's in in its essence, it's a showing of his love and his investment and his eternal connection with, with Klal Yisrael because he cares about them. And he cares about them so much so that he that that he's even willing to destroy the base Amigdash but not destroy the, his connection with the Jewish people. That never will happen. That's what, David, that's what Moshe Rabbeinu imparted, and that's what David HaMelech imparted. That's what he left us. David, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu never went into Eretz Yisrael, right? He imparted that. That was his preparation for Klal Yisrael. David HaMelech, who never saw the Beis HaMikdash, that was his simcha when he saw people wanting to go to the Beis Hashem Neilech. But he wanted to make sure, he was Moisir Nefesh, what? Make sure that they always remember that. That's not the building. It's not the land of Israel. It's not Zionism. I told you Rabbi Hoffman, uh, says over from his Rebbe, uh, the, from um, Rabbi Isaac Sher, he told his Talmidim, he says, you think you're so insulated, you're not influenced by the Zionistic belief system? He says, what if I would tell you, he told his students in Eretz Yisrael, he says, what if I would tell you, I promise you, I had a vision last night from God that if we all go back to Slabotka in Europe, in Lithuania, we will have amazing understanding of Torah. Our minds will open up and we'll be able to understand Torah like Rupkiv Eger. Like, like 10 generations beforehand. Are you coming? And they all looked at him and says, Rebbe, Eretz Yisrael, Torah's Eretz Yisrael, living in the land, the Maestras, Trumas were. He says, you see, that's Zionism creeping into your kishkas, into your bloodstream. The, what is the Beis Amigdash, what is it all about? It's about our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's only through Torah. That's Dalet Amas Shel Halacha. Baruch Hashem, it's not that way. He's not telling us to go back to Lithuania. <laughs> Open up the doors of the Slabotka and the Mir and, and, and Branovich and, and everything else. 
Baruch Hashem, we can go to Eretz Yisrael. And Taka, going to Eretz Yisrael, you have opportunities in Torah. But you have to know what the core, what, what's the, what's, what's the, behind the curtain, what's in the Kaddish HaKadoshim? What's always in the Kaddish HaKadoshim? That's the Be'er HaTorah Azos. This is what Moshe Rabbeinu taught us, and this is what Davra Melech taught us, and this is what Rav Shimshim Pinkus and my Rebbe, Rav Shimshim Pinkus' uncle, Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg, says is, is really what we sing and what we say, the Animamin Be'amun Shalema Be'viyas HaMashiach. This is what it's all about. Why, why do we have to believe in Mashiach? Rav Shimshim Pinkus says, Rav Kiveger lived all his life without Mashiach, he lived it through this world. Now he's in Ganeden, learning with uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. He circumvented Mashiach. Mashiach is for the people. And that, whatever generation he comes, he'll lead us and guide us to the promised land or the promised situation. But didn't they do fine without Mashiach? This is Shem Pinkus and Sefer Golos Unuchama. He asks this, this question. So, and, and Rabbi Weinberg also talks about why is this one of the 13 principles of faith? Why can't you be a, a functioning Jew without believing in Mashiach? So Rabbi Weinberg says, a Jew without Mashiach, he says, there's no, this is a great book, you should get it on the, if it's still in print, Fundamentals and Faith. It's, it's written over of Rabbi Weinberg's Shiurim on Yud Gimel Ikrim, from Mordechai Blumenfeld. It's a great little pamphlet. It's a very A Jew without Mashiach, there's no greater destructiveness for the Jewish soul than to lose the awareness of the bitterness of exile. You hear that? This is what Tishabah was all about. There's no greater destructiveness for the Jewish soul than to lose the awareness of the bitterness of exile. When Jews become too comfortable in the diaspora with their nice homes, cars, and yes, even their yeshivas, they start forgetting what is missing from our lives. What is Mashiach going to do that I don't have? I have a koil to daven in, to learn in. I have shiurim. We have Torah anytime. We have. What is Mashiach? What, what, it could only ruin things, <laughs> right? <laughs> Upset the apple cart. Everything, everything is great. The comfort, the leisure, the affluence have contributed to, a, to the distortion of Torah, resulting in another approach to Judaism. An approach actually found amongst believing Jews who accept the Torah and mitzvahs. Those who adhere to this approach still recognize man's debt to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, because Mashiach, without the certainty of the Messianic era, these questions would remain unanswered. Without Mashiach, the Jew would find it impossible to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as the loving and caring father. This principle foretells of a time when the entire world will become aware of Hashem's love for Klal Yisrael and understand that Hashgacha shaped our history. Even though we were persecuted and we went through pogroms and we went through everything that we're going to read about in the Kinnis. Not only do these predictions provide hope for the Kalal Yisrael during the gloom and despair of per- persecution, but they prevent the Jew from perceiving that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's providence as a farce. 
For thousands of years, the Jew has survived the horrors of bitter exile, knowing that the fate of the nation will eventually change and that someday all mankind will know, will come to know its creator through his people. That's what Mashiach is all about. That's what the Emunah in Mashiach is all about. So, of course, a creator, yeah, you think he lived and died without Mashiach. No, he lived with Mashiach because he knew that that everything else is a distraction. It's a distraction that we have to focus on. You know, Nebuch, the people went through the Holocaust and uh, all the other pogroms that were that are mentioned. But never ever did Akashbohu forsake and and replace the position and the relationship between Klal Yisrael and Akashbohu. That is what Moshiach represents. And it will come a time by Yaimahu. Like we allude to in the Rosh Hashanah davening. Right? That Yeda Kol Paul, everybody will know that you created them. And this is what it was mentioned briefly. This is what uh, Rabbi. So this is in this is this idea is mentioned in Rabbi Pincus's book, Golis and Nechama. On page, there's a whole chapter, beautiful chapter, it's, um, on page Kuf Zayin in this Sefer. And Rabbi Weinberg, in, in this book, they really say the same same idea. Um, they, he brings from the Ramah, that brings a, a famous story that is originally quoted by Rebel Abiyan in Leve Leo in Bracious. And Rebelli Bear Finkel brings it in his Sefer on Tishabov, and I found it in other Svarim, famous story from the, from the Ramah that Yirmiyo Hanavi met Plato, the great, great philosopher, right? The teacher of Aristotle. This is a long time ago, Yirmiyo Hanavi, at times in the VM. Can you imagine? He sees Yirmiyo Hanavi in the time before the Churban, or after the Churban. And, and all, all Plato asks him, he sees Yirmiyo crying about the Churban Beis Amigdash. And he goes over and he asks, and I have two questions for you, Rabbi Yirmiyo. First question, you say you're so smart, and the Jewish people are the smartest of all people, how could you cry over a broken building? What is this? It's a building. Go build another one. Go you, you move somewhere else. Second question, he says. Why are you so still crying on something in the past? Don't cry over a spilt milk. As we all know, we tell, tell our kids, don't cry over spilt milk. So Yirmiyoh Novi looks at Plato and he says, Mr. Plato, Professor, Dr. Plato, you must be a, you're an intelligent person. Everybody uh, comes to you for philosophy. I see you lectured here. You're on YouTube. You have, uh, you, you have so many lectures on, on philosophy. Everybody's they have students. You have people writing books about your philosophies. Tell me, you must have some questions that go unanswered. Let me, let me hear some of your questions. 
So Plato, really? You want to field some of my questions? So he throws them out some of the, the unanswerable questions. You know, who knows? Can God make a, a rock bigger, heavier than he can uh, pick up? Right? All those silly, can make a, a round triangle, right? All these silly questions that we've heard over the years. So he asks him the question, and in a second, from the ground, crying for the Horban, Yermio says, gives him an answer, and, and just, it just resolves all those questions. There were never questions. Like, just give him an answer. Mm-hmm. And, and Yermio looks at him and says, from the corner of his eye, he looks at him, he says, you know how I, you said we're so smart, you know how I know these answers? From these, this burning building, this, these rocks. And he says, and the second question is why we cry, why we cry over the past. Yumio tells Plato, he says, you'll never get it. I can't even give you the answer because you'll never get it. Says Rav, says Rav, Rav Pincus, you know what he was telling him? He says, because you're not part of the Jewish people. You're not part of this eternal connection. Only people who can say that at any time. We come out of the bathroom in some gas station on our road trip somewhere, and we turn to Hashem and we say, And the the people have never seen a Jew before. It's mumbling after they come out of the bathroom in some forsaken place, who knows where. But we stand in front of our We're not in the Beis Hamikdash. We're not in Eretz Yisrael. We're not in the Koil. We're not. But we can say that we're lefanecha. We're in front of you. It's you, you and I know goloi v'yadua. It's it's open, open book. It's it's goloi. It's revealed and it's known lefanecha. We have this language. We have this exp- clear expression. Plato won't understand it. A Plato who saw a Navi. Can you imagine seeing Yirmiyo a Navi? It's from the early Navim. I can't even imagine. We can't even imagine what it means to see a Navi. <laughs> this guy saw a Navi. But you won't understand. He told him, you'll never understand. But he threw him a bone, you know, answered his questions. These, these broken stones. Because these broken stones, it's Goli V'yadul for now. That's what they represent. In their Chorban. They represent that, and this is this uh, is the simcha. This is the simcha of what we feel on Tishabov. This is what we're hoping for. This is what we're shooting for. That, like we say, when we put back the Torah, which is you know the whole vision of taking out the Torah Monday and Thursday is like a the tour says we've quoted this. It's like a, it's a mini Maimon Har Sinai. We have to constantly remind ourselves. We try to do it many times a day, but we say when we put back the Torah, all these Yiratsans, you know, the Chazan says it. The first one out of the, out of the gate, Yiratsan Lufne Avinu Shemashemayim, Lechonenes Beis Chayenu. You should, Lechonen, what's Lechonen? You should prepare us for the word Hachona. What Art Scroll translate? Lechonen. It's an interesting word. You should. Keep us always in preparation. We're preparing for something greater. greater. We have that vision. David Amalek and Moshe Ben were Moshe Nefesh 
in a time when Moshe wasn't in Eretz Yisrael to give them what it's like going to be like in Eretz Yisrael and beyond. Always, 70 languages, always relevant. Klal Yisrael is relevant. The Torah is always relevant. David Amel gave them the feeling of relevancy, longing, desire, vision. L'chonen is beis chayenu. Another term for the Beis Amigdash. The house of our life. Kiheim chayenu. That's the Torah. V'oyrech yameinu. It's all one. If we see it and we visualize that, when we take out the Torah, we want to say, L'chonen is Beis chayenu. Bring us back to our house of life. Well, we have that right now. We took out the Torah. We're read it from, read from the Torah. That's Maimon Har Sinai. And, and, and now we're doing our mitzvahs. This, is, this shows Beis Chayenu, that Kosh is relevant for us. He's living with us. He wants us. But, but then we always we say, Shibona Beis HaMikdash, Bimheira Biyameinu, Vesein Chalkeinu Besorazel, give us our portion in Torah. It's always with that end in, 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 in sight. In that way, we prepare ourselves, and that way we will see, like David HaMelech saw, like Moshe Rabbeinu saw, the relevancy, the, the, the reality, the simcha of the Torah, of our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we will be able to say, sit on the floor, but feel the moed, feel the holiday of Tisha B'Av, because we, we, you know, we don't say Tachman, right? And we, it is a holiday, and it definitely will be a holiday. It has, under the surface, is the, the Kiddush, <laughs> right there. It's under, right under the surface of what we have to do today. It's right there. That's why Mashiach is born on, on Tisha B'Av, Chazal tell us, because it's, that is the, the if you do Tisha B'av correctly, then you will feel Mashiach. You will see Mashiach. You will feel the, that principle of faith called Beviyas Hamashiach. Even though Nebuch, we have it has delayed. Im I will wait for it. On Tisha B'av, I will wait for it because this was set into place, as we said, Miyoyim Shechora Beis HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, left us with the Dal Ramashel Halacha, a way that we could see it and feel it. And this is, what, this is the way we should come to, to uh, celebrate Tisha B'Av and, and celebrate hearing that Yirmiyah Melech, Yirmiyah Navi was able to say Nevuah because there was this baseline Simcha and that he was able to get the nevuah and give it over to us. He also prepared us. He also prepares like like Moshe before him, David Melech after him, and Mir Tashem. We will travel, have our own travels through life, and we will see that Hakadosh Baruch is right there with us, helping us, and guiding us. Have a good Shabbos.